everybody. Welcome to the Stepping Off Now podcast. I'm Kendra. I want to start by thanking my newest Patreon subscriber, Panita. Thank you so much for becoming a patron of the Stepping Off Now podcast. I really do appreciate your support and am so glad that you find value in the work that I'm doing. Thank you to all of my patrons and to all of you who listen and tell other people about my podcast and help spread the word. There are so many ways you can support my efforts here, and I appreciate all of you. Today I'm going to talk about a subject that has been on my mind a lot lately, and it's not really something that I've talked about, or at least I don't think, (laughs) on this podcast. After a year and a half of doing this, uh, I suppose it's possible that I could repeat a subject matter without realizing it, but... I don't think I've talked about this subject as such. I've talked about aspects of this subject. And what is this subject? Well, I want to talk about the creative life and what that means. Obviously, like many of the things I talk about, this can look different depending on the individual. It can mean a lot of different things. So I'm going to tell you what it means for me and what it looks like as manifested in my own life. And I'm going to talk about the importance of living the creative life or seeing your life as a creative life if you are someone who seeks to be a creative, be an artist, or to use creativity as a central component of your existence in order to feel happy with your life and feel like you're living your best life, which is how I use creativity. And many creative people do too, because we have to. We, simply put, we need to in order to feel like we are living a life that's worthwhile. I think this episode will be useful for anyone who is creative, but particularly for people who are striving to have a creative practice, because creative practice is central to my definition of what the creative life is. So if you're struggling with really committing to being a creative or living the creative life or having a creative practice... This episode will hopefully give you some ideas about how to foster a kind of conducive environment in your own life for achieving those goals, for achieving your dreams, your creative dreams. Now, (laughs) if you had asked me even several years ago, so that recently in my life, what, what it meant to live the creative life, I probably wouldn't have had any idea how to answer you. I would have probably said something along the lines of, well, a creative life is when you're doing your creative work and and you're working on your thing every day and you have some kind of success. People recognize you as a creative, you know, but as I was saying those things or as I would have been saying those things, I, I wouldn't have really believed that that's what the creative life is simply because I was kind of doing all of those things, you know, minus the external recognition, I was doing those things. And I didn't feel like I was living what you could call a creative life, the creative life, there was something missing, an ingredient missing. And that's really what I what I want to stress in this episode is that living the creative life isn't really about what you do. A lot of different things can look like the creative life. Living the creative life is really about what you feel. It's about your outlook, your perspective. And because it's something that has to do with perspective, you can decide that you want to live the creative life and fairly easily then transition into that kind of outlook on your own life. I'll talk about all of the specifics of what that can look like a little bit later. 
but it really isn't a difficult thing to achieve. It really is a matter of you making that decision, almost like a commitment that this is something that you want. The creative life is an integral part of having a creative practice. It's not the same thing as having a creative practice, but it's integral to having a strong creative practice. So simply put, my definition of the creative life is a lifestyle that supports your creative practice. And I don't mean that in the sense that it's a lifestyle that allows you the time to do your creative practice, although that is obviously important. That's kind of like the basic ingredient of having a creative practice is you have to have the time to do it, even if it's just 20 minutes on your lunch break or two hours on a Sunday afternoon. That's enough to call a creative practice. You don't need a ton of time. What you do need is creative energy. That's really the part that most people struggle with is finding that energy and the right kind of energy to bring to the table when they sit down to do their creative work. That kind of feeling of of enthusiasm, of inspiration, of excitement for what you're working on, the energy that is conducive to getting into the creative flow, even if you're just sitting down for 20 minutes, that's enough time. You only need, actually, really, a few minutes, maybe, of creative flow to get something worthwhile that is enough, enough to lead you forward, enough that so the next day when you sit down, you have the memory of that, and it kind of pushes you back into that state of flow. And here's the thing about creative energy. Creative energy is expansive. It does not like to be constrained, and it doesn't like to be controlled. What creative energy desires most of all is space. And this makes sense, right? Because creativity is about potentialities. It's about exploring new territories. It's almost like creativity needs the infinite space of the universe in order to contemplate the infinite possibilities and find the right ones to channel through you, through your personal expression of yourself and of the creative impulse into the world. So for me, this is what the creative life is about. It's about cultivating that feeling of space and expansiveness rather than what we generally cultivate in our culture, which is a feeling of trying to fill up all the spaces, right? Trying to make everything chock full of effort, basically is what I would would call it. This is what productivity is about. It's about maximum effort and efficiency and trying to cram that all in. And there's a very tight feeling to how we handle life and use our time and use our energy, a very constrictive feeling, a very controlling feeling to it. Creativity doesn't function very well in that kind of environment. It's not that it can't function. Certainly some people do make it function within those parameters, but not me. And I'm guessing probably not many of you. To me, creativity and creative energy is almost the antidote to the modern condition, if you want to call it that, of overwhelm, overwork, overbusyness. So for me, the creative life is one where there is plenty of space for creativity to be what it's going to be in my life, my particular life. And What it looks like in my life, creativity, obviously, is this podcast, my fiction, and all of these other things I do that are specific to the way that I 
use and channel that creative energy. Now, the major way that I open up space for creativity in my life is through respecting my creative practice, through honoring it. I don't see my creative practice as just something I do that I cram in with the rest of it on an overloaded plate. And again, I want to I want to really stress that this isn't about how much time you spend. I actually don't spend that much time on the actual work of doing my creativity, relatively speaking. I might work maybe an hour a day on my novel. That's not actually a ton of time. But the way that I treat that time is really the important factor here. I make very few compromises when it comes to that hour of dedicated work. I will cancel plans if I have to. I will say no as much as I need to. I will let things slide. I will let things drop. If I'm having a low energy day, I will not get done other stuff in order to have the energy I need to sit down and do my writing. This probably sounds very severe, but in practice, this actually doesn't amount to much sacrifice. Because the thing about creativity is that once it understands that you respect and honor it, that you view it as a sacred impulse, if, if you want to use that kind of word or language around it, which I do, even though I'm not particularly religious or even very spiritual, I do see it as something that's sacred in my own life. Once it cre- your creative impulse understands that you feel that way about it and that you're willing to go to bat for it, you're willing to be an advocate for that time and space and energy, it's going to relax. It's, it's going to realize it doesn't have to struggle so much to get your attention. It's going to relax and you're going to find that everything just comes more easily and you're not actually going to need all that much <laughs> extra energy to do it. Creativity wants to work with the rest of your life. It doesn't want to take over. It doesn't want you to abandon your other responsibilities, your family or your friends. It wants to work with those things. But you have to give it its due. You have to make it understand that it is a priority for you. This doesn't mean it's the priority. It doesn't mean it's the main thing. It doesn't have to be that way. But it is a priority and you make it a priority and you do make those sacrifices when necessary in order to maintain your creative practice. So that to me is the first and probably most important aspect of living the creative life. And that alone really is enough to say that you are living the creative life and possibly to even feel that you're living the creative life. You may find that that catapults you, as it did me, into a different way of being in the world. It creates that mindset, that perspective that I'm talking about of looking out at the world from this this seat of confidence in yourself as a creative or an artist, that this is integral to your, your very being, because things that are integral to who we are, we make the space for them, right? There's a second aspect to living the creative life that I have found has emerged over time for me, which is starting to see everything through the lens of how it supports or feeds into your creative practice. It's tempting to see that time that you sit down to do your creative work as the main labor, right, of your creative work. That's that's when you actually do the labor of it. But the bulk of creativity is actually taking place 
in all the other spaces of your day and night when you're asleep in your subconscious mind. That's the fodder, right? What's going on in there that the percolation or the composting that's happening in there. And then that's the stuff that you use when you actually sit down to do your work. So every moment of the day, sleeping or waking has value in terms of your creative labor, the work you do when you sit down. To me, living the creative life is recognizing that. So this is sort of an expansion of that respect and honor or sacredness of the creative practice, the expansion of it throughout your entire life. There are many activities we do throughout the day that are conducive to allowing our creative mind to do its work behind the scenes or in the background. These kinds of tasks are ones that do not require intentional, effortful focus, but do engage our minds just enough, our, our conscious minds, that is, that it, it provides a kind of structure and framework within which our creative mind can do its composting, its percolation. These activities are ones that all of us have throughout our day, such as driving, taking a shower. It's kind of a truism that many of our insights come to us in the shower. Well, it's because it's that kind of activity that that allows that creative part of our brain to switch on. Even watching certain types of television that's kind of maybe a little bit mindless where your, your, your own mind is allowed to wander. Washing dishes by hand, exercise, many different kinds of exercise like walking is a great one. Creatives and especially writers through the ages have enjoyed rambling around the countryside. <laughs> we know this from uh, Emerson and, and Thoreau both had had a habit of walking for hours on end every day. This is the perfect kind of activity, any one of these, to open up space for that creative mind in your day and allow it to have some free reign, allow it to run around and play. These are the very types of activities that we often view with impatience, right? The morning commute, having to do the dishes, going out to water the garden. If we understand that these types of rote activities that are just part of the chores of the day are very important in terms of supporting our creativity and our creative practice, we can start to develop a different kind of feeling about them. We can start to see them as maybe these interludes during the day where we can reach for that sort of calmness that such activities often promote almost sometimes a meditative type of calmness, instead of trying to just get them done. You know what I'm saying? Like that that feeling of having to get stuff done so you can then do more stuff. That is a very destructive feeling for creativity. We can use these rote, boring types of things that we have to do as an extension of our creative practice. Something else that is part of the creative life that I think is often overlooked is the role of surprise and serendipity and the unexpected. Creativity really thrives on this type of stuff. And productivity and efficiency often doesn't, right? Because when you're trying to get stuff done, when you have a plan, you don't really want a lot of unexpected things to pop up and derail you. But creativity loves that. That's very inspirational for creativity because it gives creativity a foothold that it can launch itself off in terms of making new discoveries, seeing things in new ways. So the creative life 
I believe, is also one that is open, again, this openness, this feeling of giving space to the unexpected and allowing that to sort of come to fruition. So when there's something that pops up that seems to be a derailing force, maybe let it have a little bit of time. Maybe follow that that stray thought down, down the rabbit hole. See where it takes you. This is a great way to create more inspiration in your own life. If you're really struggling, you don't feel very creative, allow yourself to get distracted by the unexpected, by that spark of interest that something you see creates in you. Instead of being like, oh, I don't have time for that. I got to get all this stuff done. Give that spark some, some space. Give it your attention. Even if it comes to nothing, quote nothing, right? It still contributes to creativity and inspiration because it's an experience that you had. So what I'm saying is it doesn't really matter what the outcome is. It matters that you had the experience. That becomes the fodder. You never know how that's going to pop up later when you sit down to do your creative work. You can sort of see all of this stuff that I'm saying coalescing around a certain attitude towards life, right? One of curiosity, of openness, of willingness to allow yourself to get pushed off course. And remember, I'm talking here about life as a whole. So when you sit down to do your work, you you kind of bring things back on course a little bit because you're trying to channel something. You're trying to bring something into the world. But then you stand up again and you go out into the world and you live your life and you work on opening up space, space for creativity to thrive. This to me is the true miracle of having a strong creative practice is the way that it can inform your life and make it, for lack of a better word, beautiful. And of course, when that happens, you find that the way that you're living your life, this perspective that you have, informs your creative practice. They are two parts of a whole, the creative life and the creative practice. And it really does start with giving your creative practice that honor and respect and really seeing it as a real thing, not just something that you're doing or trying to do, but as integral to who you are and your way of being in the world is something that you can't do without. It is, it is so integral to who you are. This is what makes you a, quote, real creative or real artist rather than someone who's play acting at it, right? That's, that's how I felt most of my life, that I was play acting at being an artist, but I wasn't a real artist and not like those other real artists. And now I do feel like a real artist. And not much has changed, you know, in terms of my output. I'm still writing fiction, still trying to get published. You know, those things are unchanged. But what has changed is my feelings about myself and my own life. That's why I say that this really is about what you feel, not what you do. You have a right in your own life to decide that you're going to live the creative life. However, that looks for you. You have a right to decide that and have it be true. You are your own sovereign. You're, you're a sovereign of a kingdom of one, <laughs> is how I like to think of it. You decide the rules. You decide what your life is, who you are. So I think ultimately, to kind of conclude this, and to go back to what I was talking about in the beginning, about this being really about a decision, a commitment that you make to yourself, it's about 
becoming an advocate for yourself, about deciding that you are going to be your own number one fan, that you are always going to have your own back and that's enough, that you are going to respect and honor yourself as creative, yourself as artist, your life as creative life, your practice as creative practice, regardless of what the rest of the world thinks. And honestly, the rest of the world isn't, is, isn't thinking that much. The rest of the world is concerned with itself. Ultimately, this is about giving yourself that space, that miraculous space to become who you truly are. And you are the only person who can do that for yourself. That to me is what the creative life is about. And I hope something I've said today is useful in helping you find your own way towards strength, towards that confidence that allows you to feel fulfilled by your own creativity and to feel that in turn you are fulfilling your potential. That's what I would wish for all of you, that you can also look at your own life and feel and know that you're living your creative best life, which may not look like much from the outside. Again, it may just look like that 20 minutes you spend on your lunch break, or it may look like five minutes here and there throughout the day. There is no one way that this looks like because creativity is an energy. Creativity is not the time you spend sitting down to do the work. It's an energy that exists at all times in, in, our, in our lives throughout the day. And our job is to learn how to work with that, to give it the space, to open space. Creativity likes its space. <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> all right, that's all I have to say on this topic today. Thank you again for listening, and please do tell other people about my podcast, help spread the word. If you know anyone you think might appreciate the kinds of things I talk about and the ways that I talk about them. I'll see you next Friday. 